Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to day two of Star Wars Celebration. We are Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon. Joined again, as always, by our co-host, Oti. Woo! Well, straight from London at a mall somewhere that she might get kicked out at any point. It's our friend, Amy Guerra. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros hoy. How are you doing, Amy? Straight from Celebration. Yes, what a day. Very exhausting, but really exciting. Yeah, Oti, we were here yesterday, had a great time just breaking down all the news. Hi to that person that walked behind you. Uh, Breaking all the news from day one. And even though it wasn't as big as yesterday, there still was a lot of Star Wars love to them. We'll get into that. No, it it was great. The stream was longer. A lot Mm -hmm. more was happening. It was a ton of fun. As you said, I wasn't there and I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Uh, we'll, as we co- talk through it, because we just talked about it, the finest, the High Republic panel got shown about two hours after the panel ended. They did a live stream. I was like, dude, I'm too tired to go through this now <laughs> all over again. But Amy, I know you weren't there yesterday. Today was your first day at Celebration. Is this your first Celebration? Have you been... Okay, so how? just take us through the process of all that and where we see you today. Okay. I mean, there was so much stress just getting there, like just the, especially flying from another country. And like, mm-hmm. we flew in literally this morning at like two in the morning, our plane oh landed. My so God. It's almost, I'm on like two hours of sleep right now. So this is, this is great. Ooh, but, it's um, gonna be great. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, there was so much stress of just the logistics that you could finally like you pull up and you're, you know, you, you get into that like opening, like, hallway and you're like oh my goodness i'm really here and just to see like from the moment you walk in there like just the cosplayers are phenomenal like you're just Mm. seeing these like mind-bending cosplays all over the place (laughs) and just being like oh my goodness i'm with my people like everybody (laughs) this is so fun so um and the kids were both with me and just absolutely enthralled by you know everyone walking around and, and cosplay and just in shirts and that had fun logos and so, uh, so it was just fun immediately to be in that, like just that vibe. And and we got there super late because we also had like a one hour standstill on the highway getting there. So oh, um, wow. I, I didn't think we were even going to make our Ahsoka panel. And somehow because we got there so late, we missed all of the waiting. Like we didn't have any of the things and we had our lottery entry. So we just like walked right in with our, to the panel. So that was kind of nice. Like we didn't have any of the stress before mm-hmm. after we got into the, the, the um, Excel center. So, um, yeah, it's just really cool to, to then immediately be seated and just like, you know, they've got the hype man going on the stage mm-hmm. to try to get people excited about Ahsoka and um, yeah. and just uh, and we were on a streaming stage. But even so, like that excitement of seeing the actual mm-hmm. people yeah. on, on, on stage <laughs> and being interviewed and just being like, oh, wow, they're here in the building right now. Like, yeah, just really next excited. door. Yeah. It's, right there, right there. It, it's me alone in my house. Retweet, uh, checking Twitter, I, I get excited, so I can't mm-hmm. imagine being in a room full oh, of people and, like, seeing it happen. <laughs> the energy of like everyone yeah. around as soon as any little thing is announced, and everyone's just like the whole room is it's it was really phenomenal to experience. So, yeah, it was a cool first time, first day for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. We'll get through, especially when we talk about Ahsoka. I want to hear your thoughts on the Ahsoka panel, just being there. 
Again, I'm going to commend you for being here. It's like 10 o'clock at night over there. I sent you the link for this show last night on my end. It was like 10 on my end, so it's like 5 in the morning. And you're too- oh, thanks, I got it. I'm like, what are you doing? You just I got there. Go like to sleep. Hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I- I want to ask you a question, Amy. So for people who have not been there, if you miss a panel, is there like things to do on the floor and around everything? Yeah, actually, we experienced that a little bit. Um, We were actually Lucas, my son, he was trying to get into the Clone Wars anniversary panel, which closed standby like two hours before Mm -hmm. the panel even started. So we barely missed it. We were planning to meet up with a couple people to wait and we all we all missed that. So so we ended up like kind of just walking around then like, okay, well, we don't have anything on the agenda now. So let's let's just walk around. And there's so many. We actually stopped by the live stage and they were interviewing Anthony Daniels. And that was really cool. Oh, cool. C-3PO's on stage and um and uh and then just like all the there was a whole hall of just food trucks we haven't even gone in there yet but they what? have like Pakistani food and like anything you can think of is in there um and then they had um yeah of course the vendor halls we haven't even set foot there like tomorrow that's our goal is like to just go through the vendor halls there's Lucas really wants to hit the Lego the Lego vendors and um yeah. <laughs> and uh and and then the booksellers and all of that so there's and then there's um live stage for the kids they're doing activities for the kids all day we're gonna check those out tomorrow um different um of course the fan panels and the um podcaster um, stages so there's just like it's so many things it's, it's overwhelming because there's like so many things sure. happening at once um and uh they need to have that many things because there's you know how many 30 40 000 people in the building so they really need to keep everyone busy around the yeah. around the complex so yeah, yeah I, there is a lot to do my friend goose from triad of the force has his panel i think tomorrow, tomorrow. with some other people they're talking about latin representation in star wars after and on that so Great. So as we start, as we get to it, make sure if you're watching us for the first time, make sure you subscribe to our <laughs> channel so you don't miss any of the new episodes when they drop on Saturday. And if you're here today, thank you. As always, make sure that you hit that thumbs up button, that like button. And if you're watching this later, just leave us a comment down below. All your thoughts, everything happening in Star Wars Celebration, just Star Wars in general, and The Mandalorian. But Oti, as we get ready to start... What's going on in the chat? Who's here today? Let's go to the chat. We have, oh, missed the mouse. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we have Mo over here as always. Ooh, Hi, Prima. <laughs> how are you doing? Hola. We have Roberto in the chat. He overslept again. Even after he said yesterday he wasn't going to oversleep, <laughs> he overslept again. Uh, we have Dale in the chat. Hi, Dale. Uh, he's talking about the live stage isn't a bad place to yeah. hang out, but if you're there for too long, you'll get tired. I, yeah, I can, I can see mm. that happening. <laughs> Walk, sit, or do something while you're standing. Okay, cool. So, from some pro tips from celebration. Yeah. All right. So, if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars, and we're still going with Star Wars news. Star Wars news. Star Wars news, you know, it's Star Wars Celebration Day 2. Um, Amy, we just spent a couple of minutes talking about Celebration, and I know you weren't there yesterday, but just your thoughts from yesterday's panel and everything that got announced, what stood up for you? What was the big surprise? Um, I think just the little pieces we saw of um, Andor, I know we barely saw anything yeah. of that, but that is to me like, <gasps> we get a season two. Um, <laughs> like just seeing those little snippets and like got me so excited about that show again. I actually just re- 
did like an Andor binge right before mm. we we left to come here. So I was excited about that. And um, the acolyte, just being able to see mm. like the cast and get really pumped about who they are, and then and then little bits of, of that. Um, and that Ahsoka trailer teaser was. Yeah. Oh, that was because I, I was like, okay, so good, you know, this we could show, and probably rebels are gonna be in there. But like that yesterday was just like, this is really happening, and oh my goodness, super exciting. So, yeah, so let's just get into it. Ahsoka, you just mentioned the trailer, we got to see that yesterday, and you were at the Ahsoka panel today. Again, we're just gonna break all the things that went down, but you mentioned just being around all these Star Wars fans, everyone in their cosplay been close even if you were in a on a room next to it one of those breakaway rooms how what was it what went through you as a star wars fan being this close to the action and just getting all the reveals we're gonna talk about the big one out there you called it throne is gonna get revealed today and it happened so what was that like amy just being there watching all this happen live it's just, you know, like like that knowledge that those people are in the building right now, yeah. like even if I'm on a streaming stage, which I was, I was in the galaxy stage, um, just like in the people in the room, just kind of feeling that energy and like knowing that that energy is mm. all around the building. Because, you know, at that point there were three stages streaming or either live or streaming sure. this particular one. And so just like knowing, like you could hear it around the building, everyone cheering, especially that big <laughs> reveal of the, the actor um that one just kind of shook <laughs> the whole room so yeah it's just you get so pumped up and excited yeah all right Ote, we talked at length yesterday about the ahsoka trailer but let's get a little bit more into it's the panel <laughs> yeah i mean i can spend i don't know how much time how many times i watched it, especially after yesterday you mentioned the world between worlds and we might get into that in a minute but lois mickelson he's thrown we Liar. Yeah, he's a liar. As everyone that works in Star Wars is a liar. But we kind of speculated that most likely it was going to be him. So not a huge surprise, but I'm glad that it's out there. We don't need to worry about it anymore. Move, have CGI people move ears to see if they match. So are you glad that we got that confirmation? And again, live act, I mean, voice actors portraying their live action characters. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm happy we got the confirmation. It, it, it helps that we can start talking about the actual mm -hmm. story and not the making of and who's going to be yeah. there, who's not going to be there. So I, I am excited that they finally announced it. I'm excited that it's going to be Lars. I think that they nailed it with that voice actor for the series in Rebels. So <laughs> he's also, we know he's a good uh, uh, live action actor also. <laughs> so having him just makes all the sense in the world to me so uh, i'm very yeah. excited for this so hi, hi to our friend alan ching he's here he made it he was just watching the high republic panel so just in time for when we talk about this in a few minutes um i'm very happy that they announced it same thing you just said it's out of the way we don't need to wait till the episode drops because maybe the first time we see him is that back shot and then the episode ends there and then we have to wait till episode three or something so it's lois Mikkels and we don't need to worry about it um, there's a potato camera shot of him that doesn't look great. I, I've seen it. I, I've seen people mocking it. Like, it's, don't worry. Is it like when the, we saw the Inquisitor for the first time, the Grand Inquisitor for Kenobi, and everyone was saying, and I also say it looked weird, and when we saw it on the TV shows, okay, oh, it, it looks great. <laughs> yeah, so let's just wait. Yeah, I think um, the color was just a little off or something. Something it was, but but it it was so exciting to just see that face. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Felonia dressed the 
orange lights everything he's like it's not orange we're not done editing that <laughs> makes sense yeah. and then also because we didn't get to see thrawn or actually thrown in the trailer just the back of the head so they they show something extra today right in the ahsoka panel amy was there more that you got to see yeah so they um they they spoiled <laughs> Well, okay, wait, I'm trying to, <laughs> this is so far back in my memory now, um, but they, the, the, the version that, that we saw of the trailer included extra, I guess, extra bits, and so mm -hmm. it included, like, the actual face um, reveal, and it had, um, I'm trying to, because, you know what, I didn't, since I wasn't at the, the sure. showcase yesterday, I don't know actually what was different other than mm, okay. just the, the trailer that we all saw, um, but they said that there were additional parts, so um, there was like an extra um, except extra little footage at the end of Sabine and Hera um, and uh, I can't, it was it was, um, yeah, it was just, a, I think they just had a few extra scenes added in, or shots yeah. added into the trailer, but it was that big reveal that was really Okay, just yeah. more, more, more Yeah were you a big Rebels fan before this? Are you excited to see now Hera, Sabine? We can see it in your expression. Hera, Sabine, Chopper, Seb oh, yeah. most likely will be back. How excited are you to be able to see these characters again and continue that story? Oh, my goodness. Because Rebels was one of the things that kind of got me back into Star Wars. It was mm -hmm. the era when my kids were old enough to start being into star wars and they, actually that was what captured them they were watching rebels and i'm like oh this is interesting it's Star Wars, and like all of a sudden it's like you're in these deep emotional stories and like it's you know hitting you hard so um yeah rebels was it actually got me back into it and after that i read an, um, a new dawn and that got me into star wars canon new canon yeah. literature so um yeah definitely very important to me and i think we watched we we watched the whole series at least four times in our household um and yeah, those characters are very important to me. So this is, you know, you, you're nervous because you think, you know, are they going to do justice to, you know, these mm -hmm. animated characters that we've come to know and love and like you're going to put them on, on a live action, you know, are you going to feel like this isn't really them? Yeah. And so far, like just seeing that the casting is so perfectly done, um, like you feel like this is really, this is really going to be Sabine. This is really Hera. Like this is, they, they really have the, all the, you know, the energy and the mannerisms. It's all mm -hmm. the same. So it's really exciting to to see how they did that. Yeah, Amy, seeing how big a fan of Rebels you are and getting excited to seeing them in in live action, yeah. how excited are you to see them in the big screen when Feloni's movie comes out? Yeah, That's so wild. I haven't even <laughs> I, processed that. <laughs> I, I I I just had the thought of sitting with my dad in a Star Wars in a movie theater watching Star Wars and having to explain who Hera is. And it's just <laughs> blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be something because Rebels was the Star Wars series I started watching with my daughter. And she loves Sabine, loves Chopper, has I don't know how many pillows and things about Chopper. So it might be one that, even though she usually goes with me afterwards for my second or third viewing, might be one that I take her from the first one. Even though all the Mandalorian stuff, all that she watches, but I think that Rebel thing is going gonna, gonna to really hit her. And all the, all the kids that grew up with Rebels are... I said it last yesterday. I, sometimes I get grumpy about Filonia and the story he tells, but at least Ahsoka looks very promising. Yes. Yeah. Oti, we got we talked yesterday about the two villains. Are they both Inquisitors? Are they Dark Side users, acolytes? What the hell are they? We don't know, but we got yeah. some names. Oh, Balon or something. So Balon or Balon Skull. And That's like Sheen, a Game of Thrones name. <laughs> very Game of Thrones. And Sheen Hattie which in Norse mythology 
Both of them, Aye. the Skull and Happy, are wolves that chase the sun and moon, respectively. But if you know Filoni, it makes sense, of course. And they're played, of course, by Ray Stevenson and Ivana Sagno. Yeah. So we got a little bit more information with them. They also went to the live stage. They were nervous <laughs> to say anything. They yeah, were they, nervous. They were not able to say much at all. Yeah. Like They just basically introduced themselves, and they're like, mm -hmm. I'm in this show. So, like, yeah. But I love even Ray Stevenson that has done this before in terms of working with Star Wars in Rebels, but just being live action and even with Lars Mikkelsen, it's the love that they feel as soon as they get into a Star Wars project. It's the love around them. Then going into celebration, seeing everyone just stand up and applaud for someone that they don't even know. Just even Lars Mikkelsen has to stand up and kind of take a breath and look around. So that's always great. But Amy... I don't know how you felt so far about the live action shows and the score and the music. It's something me and Audrey have talked about. Some we like, some we've been a little bit down on. Yeah. But Kevin Kiner is coming and is doing the score for the Ahsoka series. So how excited are you that he's making the jump with Filoni from to live action? Everyone's been waiting for this finally, right? I think, I mean, he's really, I mean, he's, Rebels was his music, and so I think um, he he knows those cues, he knows those themes, and I think what we've seen with um, Bad Batch and just working in things from Clone Wars and like finding ways to kind of mix in these, it just and finding ways to make them hit you hard in the emotions in those moments, like that's amazing. Like to think that he'll be doing that with with what we see on the live action screen. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm 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 a big fan of the kind of book. Yeah. Okay, I saw that you posted the Lira San score, which is also my favorite from Rebels. So when you heard this news, jumping up and down, very excited uh, for what's coming. Alberto, I have a vivid memory of the first time I heard that song. I was cleaning yeah. my room while I played Rebels. And I remember when I started he hearing that theme, I was like, hmm. And I sat down and just like watched that whole scene. And I was just in awe of the layers of the music mm -hmm. and everything. And I've been waiting for him to get something in live action for so long because I always thought he could be the heir apparent to what uh, John Williams started. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to see him come into uh, the show and crossing my fingers that he gets to do the movie. We'll see. I would say yes, but also since it brings everything else from the Mandoverse. No, and... he, he's done a lot of movies already. <laughs> I know. And that's why he didn't do Mando season three. I'm just saying, and you know who I'm talking about. So if, we'll if Ludwig does a Star Wars movie, I'm going to be very happy. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're fine with whoever they pick. Um, Ote Latsu, yes, yeah, very happy. Uh, I think everyone. Everyone's very happy for this. Everyone's been waiting for it. So well-deserved is something that we knew was going to happen. Norhal is here. Ooh, Norhal. How you doing? I told you. I told There's you a lot of gonna... things going on in the chat. I'll get to it at some point. In, in a few minutes. So, Oti, yesterday we talked about Balon's call, fighting Ahsoka, maybe war between worlds. We had another look at the trailer. There's some lights. Is it a star map? Are they trying to recreate something? What do you think is going on in that scene? Are you still thinking maybe war between worlds or something else? No, no, no. Hey, Maybe it is. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I it kind of looked like the camera things that were 
scattered around were projecting that image. So mm. maybe it's a map. Maybe they're trying to recreate, recreate the seeing stone from Tython. Mm. I don't know. All right. Amy, any thoughts why might what might be going on with Ahsoka and these two, let's call them just dark side users for right now, because Oti and I talked about this yesterday that this show seems to be going in a different direction from what we thought was going to be the main focus. And the main focus might still be searching for S Run Throne, but there's a lot of force, light side, dark side imagery mm -hmm. here. This yeah. this catch you by surprise. Are you excited to see this side also in this show? A little bit. It makes me feel like I need to reread Shadow of the Sith um, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I think that there's a whole layer of these former acolytes and like people who are kind of they have their own motivations and their own connection to the Force. And um, so, yeah, I um, I would be curious to to know what that's um, what that's going to be about. Yeah, because I'm I'm I was as surprised as everyone else. Like I just like oh, who are these people um, with red, orange, orange lightsabers? <laughs> yeah. And I throw a wild theory in here. Um, what That's if what they're setting up like a new dark side group? I I'm obsessed with light side groups that aren't mm. Jedi's and dark siders mm. that aren't Sith. So what if they're thro throwing in a new group that we'll get to meet? And maybe we'll see their origins in James Mangold's movie, see them return here in Filoni's movie, and see them. Maybe they're the threat race going to face later yeah. on in the future. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who knows? It's I'm always not always. That's I'm lying. Why? Because I thought, oh man, this is gonna be great. This let's see or whatever they are, and then okay, but the sequel trilogy happened, and these guys were around. So it's like they showed up, and maybe they're just hiding again. Maybe they're Snoke's other apprentices. Maybe we never got resolution to that. Um, and then I read the the quote again about the Ray moving. It does say that there's someone. A group out there that's not too happy with the uh, Jedi returning, so we'll see where where that goes. But another big reveal: we, we got the directors, so it's not just Dave Filoni doing everything. It's going to be eight episodes, I believe, and there's six directors, three that we know. So Filoni, obviously, Famuyiwa, Peter Ramsey, who just did uh, the Mandalorian, and then we, we have Steph Green, which has done episodes for The American, Watchmen, and The Book of Boba Fett. Jennifer Getzinger has done Westworld, Jessica Jones, and Dead to Me on Netflix. And Gita Patel, which you, you just mentioned, House of the Dragon, Oti, she did an episode, Lord of the Tides, Ooh, she directed. That was a great episode. A great episode, episode eight. So another skeleton crew, great list of directors. Now Ahsoka, great list of directors. So I'm very happy about this. I know yesterday we talked about maybe for the movie that Filoni brings different voices for the writer's room. Yeah, I feel happy about about this list of directors. You know, it's exciting. It's, <laughs> it's an exciting list. Not much to say. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. Anything else from the Ahsoka panel today? We covered a lot of it yesterday, but Amy being there, anything else that stood up? I know we got Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Elisa Winston came in. She talked about her role now officially as Hera. Yeah. All that scene. They all how talked was about their, the physical training they had to go mm -hmm. through and the, um, the the physical barriers they had to kind of push through to get. It's going to be very, you know, perform, um, those stunt heavy that they had to do. But um, I thought it was interesting that um, um, Rosario Dawson had mentioned uh, the kind of the pushback about the the leku the the, oh, the yeah. 
And then she mentioned that they they did, you know, notice and hear those comments that people had been making about them, and and really did actually take that to heart and 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 made them better for season for the next um, yeah. For the show, so um, and talked about the actual process that they had to invent to actually, yeah, print the like frame and make it look more uh fluid and yeah, yeah. cool. Yes, a lot. a lot of people complain about stupid stuff when she showed up for the first time, but I'm glad that they took the initiative, make the changes. Okay, I think it's also gonna be, I don't know if it'll be a time jump or what, because we know that Sabine likes changing her hair. We've yeah. seen that she has very long hair when she meets Ezra, I mean, Ahsoka, very yeah, reminiscent to the... Of short uh, hair. Yeah, and then picture yeah. with very short hair. Does she just chop it off halfway I, through the show? Or are we getting I, a flashback or forward? I, I, I think I've mentioned this here. I think the Ahsoka show takes place across a long period of time. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to cover how she got out of the world between worlds, then what happened after she got out, then the transition from her being Ahsoka the Grey to being Ahsoka <laughs> the White. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I'm thinking it's going to span a long period of time. Okay. Amy, do you think similar? This, this is not going to be a three-month show. It's going to be maybe a couple of years that we, we see Ahsoka's life. I feel like there's so much story that needs to be told and so many questions that we have that it would be like anticlimactic to just sort of drop answers and, and just move on. Like, I feel like we want to see the process. So hopefully we do get that through kind of a time period. All right. And then we got a lot of good looks at Hera in live action, which looks great, I'll say. And very nitpicky. Well, she looks younger now than she did in Rebels, which is about 25 years before this. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Look at... Uh. Katie Sakoff, which in real life looks very young to her age. So just, just putting it. Maybe time has changed her. She has. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we will see whatever his name is? Her son with Jason. Jason. Yeah. I'm a little surprised we didn't see any teased anything of him. <laughs> yeah. The the bomb. Filoni through and never said anything about it. Um, I, they they have to address it, right? Like, I mean, we're there. They... I mean, he he has to be like what twenty something at this point. Who knows with time in that Mandalorian? Uh, he's forty six. Forty seven. He's actually he's Hera's he's a Jedi Master now, <laughs> <laughs> which has a little long ears instead of Lakeus and. Maybe half a green skin. I don't know if that's how it works when you uh, make species, but we're not biologists or geneticists. Um, Oti, I know the chat is going wild. You don't need to go through all the comments, but what are some of the comments out there from the okay. our fans uh, talking Alan, about us? Okay. Alan Shing is commenting that, including uh, Hugh Yang mm -hmm. gives him the idea that there's going to be some Asian force artifacts slash working involved in the big, big cool. story. Yeah. And I agree. We kind of see her going to tombs and things, mm -hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see what she's looking for. Uh, Norhal says, I'm curious if the orange lightsabers are part of the Agalites from the Beyond mentioned in the Aftermath trilogy. I think Filoni said that it, they're red, but they haven't finished editing, but that could also be a misdirect. I don't mm -hmm. know. So, And also, with, we mentioned yesterday in Master and Apprentice, those fake kybers. That... Uh, yes. The synthetic uh, kind oh, of Oh, there you system. go. Yep. But most likely yeah. they're still working on it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You guys are putting a lot of things in here. Uh, let's <laughs> see. 
My God. Talking while I find other comments to put up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Amy, after you walked out of the Ahsoka panel, we talked a little bit that, oh, I think we talked about this before we started, but yesterday we mentioned that the pictures coming out of there is that it's wall to wall, shoulder to shoulder, you can't move. Now being Saturday, the second day was your first day there. Was that the feeling being there? Was it something that you could at least semi-comfortably semi be moving around? Yeah, I um, I was a little nervous seeing those photos. And I was, you know, yesterday I was still back home in Morocco and really having second thoughts about whether we should be doing this. Um, because it's just, you know, you don't want to do all this and then not even get to enjoy anything. That yeah. would really be unfortunate. So, um so I was a little nervous, but I thought we'll just see what happens. And so I was really pleasantly surprised today that um, I think things in general were moving a lot smoother. Um, we didn't experience any crowded corridors, um, not excessively crowded. We never felt like it, that wall to wall that I never saw any mm -hmm. of that. Um, I think they were doing a little better at moving people around. Um, there were still some big logistical problems, especially the end of the day, Clone Wars panel. Um, that was a big mess and pretty much <laughs> everyone was dissatisfied with what happened. <laughs> But um, but um, but yeah. In general, I think it because I taking kids especially with seeing those yeah. photos that made me concerned. Like I don't, you know, it's different if it's just me. But like, I've got younger ones to care about. So um, so yeah, I just decided like if anything looked iffy, we were just going to kind of bail and not be there. But but we never got that feeling. Um, and actually felt um, ran into people. Like it was you know it was sparse enough to be able to see people and run into people and kind of, and, and get a chance to just hang out and have fun. So, um, yeah, I was, I was glad and I'm hoping tomorrow will be more of the same. Yeah. Did, did you get the chance to run into Twitter people? That so Twitter? many. Really? <laughs> oh, awesome. As many as I can. I haven't even had a chance to stop and like upload any of my photos, but yeah, so many people I got to see today, um, especially high Republic people, the, the high Republic, um, cosplayers meet up at the end of the day really mm -hmm. gave us a chance to, to find each other outside because we were outside the, the convention hall yeah. itself and so we really got to find each other and hang out a little bit so and a lot of us were saying like that was the highlight it was like really <laughs> just getting to hang out out there so yeah i awesome. can't wait to see those pictures it gives me a little bit of hope if it comes down to orlando or someplace close i i might be able to enjoy myself even if it's packed all right out there so we're jumping on to our second talk today i'm just going to highlight a a couple of of comments here from Norhal. She was saying that I feel like she's going to cut her hair like Kana did in season mm -hmm. four of Rebel. That might work. Yep. Uh, she's also saying that Jason was He's born talk, around yes. the Battle of Yamin, so it might be nine to 11. But again, who knows? This place, you don't. Then we, Alan we is don't know where we are in time. Filoni and Febro yeah. have a loose <laughs> idea yeah. of age, I think so. Yeah, yeah the printing technology for Ahsoka's Lake oh. would sound like worst world technology. So, underrated. All right. So, let's go on and talk about our second big panel today. We've been waiting for this, Oti and Amy. It's the High Republic Phase 3 panel. Kevin Scott came out yesterday to say we're going to reveal a lot of things. They revealed a lot of things. Um, Amy, were Which you one? able to be there for the panel? Did you catch all the news? How did you? Yeah. Get the news for the High Republic Phase 3. 
fortunately, that panel was in the same room as the Ahsoka panel. So right after Ahsoka, they they cleared the room, but we just sort of queued right back <laughs> in front and kind of. So I got to be, it, and it filled up immediately. Like that one also got oh, closed was, probably um, an hour, and I think almost at least an hour before it started. Um, and so uh, yeah, it was it was packed. It was it was cool to see how popular um <laughs> yeah it is that, that was i mean people were being turned away and that was awesome to, i mean it's terrible for them it was awesome to see how many people were interested um and the energy in that panel was unlike anything else um okay. today um right. there were of course you had all of the spectacular cosplayers and um they were highlighted of course i think as you saw in the live stream but mm -hmm. um but just that feeling that like it was cool that for each new announcement like i didn't even have to like hold back and be like oh no i have to like keep it in touch. like i could totally go ahead and yeah. go wild because the whole room was going wild with everything so um it was it was incredible to see all those reveals and um and uh, christina did a great job of um conducting yeah. that panel and just really keeping the energy um the way that it was yeah, so I'm wearing, I had to wear my only High Republic shirt. We talked about this, Altia, they need more. You're wearing the same. See, we were ready for this. Altia, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for two more years of High Republic stories, Altia? I can't believe I'm just going to be broke. I don't know if I can do it. You know what has me the most excited, Alberto? It's they're gonna take more time in between yeah. books. So for That's a slow good. reader like myself, that is like a blessing. <laughs> so well, they uh, announce a lot of stuff, even though it's gonna be and, kind of more spread out. There's a lot that's coming. Some things in secret. I don't know if you saw the timeline they the showed first one, that yeah. said uh, to be announced. Uh, the yeah. first one is like, what? why are you doing <laughs> this? Yeah. yeah, they oh. um and they they didn't they didn't reveal that one at all i know they did a, a cut after the live stream and revealed some more things but that was not one of them so okay yeah. uh yeah. but and and he did uh michael did say uh that they they had they won't announce other things like nonfiction and uh, mm -hmm. the audio drama so yeah. there's still more to be had but we have another proper three-wave phase so yeah. cool i'm very excited i'm i'm appreciating how they're spreading it out and that they've recognized i think that people needed more time to sit with the characters more time to read the books and and get into the each era so yeah mm -hmm. uh we mentioned it yesterday Altia. are they going straight back to the end of phase one are they gonna do a time jump it's a little time jump but it's happening one year after the fall of starlight beacon and apparently the republic said you know what we're done. We're admitting defeat. We need the Jedi to come back. We've lost. I love that setup. Yes. Way. And then right. I love this. It also works a little bit with the acolyte that we'll be seeing that from the villain's quote-unquote point of view. But here, some of the first stories that they mentioned, it's kind of the Nile winning. What's the first one? I'm sorry. I'm out of order here. The Eye of Darkness by George Mann is Martian's Triumph. I think that's the first adult novel that's coming out. It's like, excited for like, that one, though. <laughs> like he said, this is my galaxy. Or this galaxy is mine. Apparently, at this point, that Jedi, and the, at least the Republic, it's running out of there. Surprised about this, Amy, because we're used to the Republic and the Jedi saying, no, we're going to battle till the end of the day. Mm -hmm. They just got handed a big defeat and got called back. That's going to tail I between the, I, the legs. 
it's funny because these titles are all extremely ominous, which is saying a lot considering that most of the High <laughs> Republic titles are very ominous. Yeah. But, uh, but you kind of felt like, well, this is the end. This is the closure. Like we should be moving towards, you know, like things are going to go positively. And it's pretty clear that that's definitely not how it's going to start. It's going to be pretty, pretty dark and pretty, uh, yeah, they're starting out in defeat. So um, I do hope that we end up on a slightly more positive <laughs> note, but I, I, you know, there was so many, uh, those constant jabs about, you know, our mm -hmm. fav favorites dying and, yeah. and it's the high Republic people have to die. And well, yeah, I mean, Kevin said something that I loved. That was something like, "Oh, you'll see that in the grand scheme of things, the people that we lost were nothing." And I was like, "Dude, come on!" Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. mean, we talked about this at the beginning of phase when phase one was ending, and all our favorite—no, maybe not all our favorite favorites—but a lot of them dying. It's at some point we need that spark of hope, right? That Star Wars, we need that hope. And with all these titles and the way the authors were speaking, I'm not seeing it. It needs to be there, but I'm not really seeing some of the no, titles at the end, but I'm still like, ooh, we're going to suffer I, a lot before we get there. I think we'll suffer, but I think it it has to end on a, it's Star Wars. It has to end on a positive note. It is, but just winning at the end of the day is not a positive note if 99% I mean, of them die. I, I, I mean, it, it has to end on a positive note, but there has to be like some ominous things because we know that this is the beginning of the end for the mm -hmm. Jedi. So yeah. this has to start the downward spiral in a way. Yeah. All right. So before Phase 3 starts, we have an anthology book coming out called Tales of the Jedi. Sorry, way, Tales yes, of Light. It's the throne figure. Throw it Throw it this was... <laughs> My daughter. Back there. Oh, I was gonna say, is there someone as a Jedi back there? She, yeah, she sort of cosplayed today. Oh, there you go. I mean, it's perfect. She wants to hide. I'll say our um, sons have the same name. My son is also named Lucas. So. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we got Tales of the Jedi. Tales. Here you Here I go again. Tales of Light and Life, an anthology is coming out. I think soon, and it has sort. September. September. Yeah. So Sorida is writing an Axel and the mother. A story pre phase one and reading Cataclysm. You gotta read it. Uh, Tessa Granton is back to write about Marda Rowe. George Mann has a story about Cylandra Show and her Padawan. Daniel Jose there is writing a Ram Jamoram story. Of course. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, the Goat, um, Claudia Gray is writing Afi, Leox, and Geode, our favorites. One day, one week, and one month after the fall of Starlight Beacon. That has me very excited. Justina Ireland is returning with Vernestra, Vernestra Rowe dealing with the fall of Starlight. We'll talk about Vernestra in a few seconds, few minutes. Uh, Charles So, that has been away from most of the books doing comics, has a, a bell searching for Buriaga. Buri, love to see you soon. Kevin Scott, Jedi Master. Jedi Master Keith Trent is after Phase 3, so that's very important. Yeah. And then I think I have a name here that my autocrat just messed it up. But after Phase 1, there's two new characters that may show up in Phase 3. Actually, that's Lydia Kang is writing a story. After Phase 1, some characters that might show up in Phase 3. Amy, any of those stand up, stand out to you that you're really excited to read or just all of them? Oh man, it's really cool because of the, the idea that the way these are all going to bridge all of the 
stories that we've already gotten and um, kind of fill in some missing pieces. So it was really each one as each one was announced. I'm like, yes, that's the story we need. Yes, that's the story we need. So um, I think uh, the one that stands out, I've, of course, to me, I love Keeve. She's my favorite. And um, I'm really excited to see what happens with her as a Jedi master and how that might speak to her ominous perhaps future um with the jedi i still believe that it's just a matter of falling out with the jedi i Mm -hmm. think she's light inside and that's what she'll always be but we'll see i'm curious what happens with her um and uh and i think that that the the claudia gray story um like you said that format one day Mm -hmm. one week one month after the fall i feel like she may have been inspired a bit by charles souls um um genies uh which is a similar like eight eight minutes after eight (laughs) eight days after and it kind of looks at the different um the the passage of time that way and i wonder if that's uh, an inspiration but uh but i'm interested in that story as well i i wasn't always a huge fan of that of the um vessel crew but but they grow on you and um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how dare you <laughs> and uh yeah i just think that format to me that's that's interesting it's just that format mm-hmm. and also just finding out what is the aftermath of, of starlight and how does that affect people that are not jedi which is that that crew mm-hmm. so yeah i i'm very excited for this book alberto and i wasn't at all because me i neither. remember when uh stories of light and dark i think was called mm-hmm. came out i read it and i didn't really like it or I think it was a Clone Wars. I think it was Heroes and Villains or something like that. I don't know. I didn't really like that. It was Light and Dark Clone Wars anthology. It was Light and Dark. Okay. So I didn't really love that book. And when I saw this one, I was like, ah, it's more of the same. Okay. But hearing them talk about it, nah, <laughs> I, I'm very excited. Um, I'm very excited for the Keep one. Um, I'm excited to see, and we'll get to the books, but how does Keith go from night to master in like one year? Like what the hell happened there? Mm-hmm. I mean, she goes through a lot. She goes through a lot. Yeah. She teaches Avar a lesson basically, but what? <laughs> so <laughs> that's exciting. Uh, but I'm, I want to see uh Charles uh, story, mm-hmm. uh, which takes place uh, with Bell and Loden and then Bell looking mm-hmm. for Buriaga. I'm yeah. trying to see what's going, going to happen in that story. And the uh, Justina one because I love Vernestra. Today's a good Vernestra day, and um, they, I like what they described with the story. She's grieving, mm-hmm. and we get to see her use the light whip. So, is she going on a rampage or something? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I think when I did my review for uh, Fallen Star, I talked about how. Bernestra never had a chance to really open up to Stellan to talk about the issues she was having, having been pushed so quickly to be a Jedi Knight. And how was she going to deal with having that loss? And this might be parts of it. And then we'll see in a few Did years afterwards. about the ship being called the Geos? Oh, yes, yes. I uh, heard that, yes. I was yeah. like, oh. It was like She's thrown the in there. And I was response. like, did I hear that? I think I heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard it too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Because so I think if it's a dip, my family is ready to pass out here. So okay. <laughs> okay. But thank you so All much right. for. No, I mean, I mean, thank, thank you so much for coming in. I know you guys are spent. I uh, love hearing all your thoughts about celebration, everything you did over there. Uh, we'll find some time afterwards in a couple of weeks, months for you. Oh, hi, Sanjay. Hi, Amy's kids. All right. It's a Jedi. We got a Jedi here. Um, we'll find time in a couple of weeks, months, whenever 
we got a chance just to get you back, have a full show, and just go over something at that point. But thank you. Have a nice night, morning almost over there. <laughs> go to uh, sleep, Amy. Bye. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get. All right, Amy. Thank Bye, you so much Amy. for being here. We'll talk to you later. I'll go one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, that was great. And I love how she's all the way in London. Her signal is better than both of ours. Like, <laughs> she's on a phone in a mall in London at 10 at night, and it's better reception that we have here. Wow. But it worked. So, yeah, that Tales of Light and whatever it's called, I forgot already. Light and Life. Very interested for a lot of those stories. But let's jump real quick out into the books. We probably won't talk about each one of them. Um, we already mentioned... George Mann has the eye of the the eye of darkness, which is a Maestron Road Triumph novel. Um, Escape from Valo is older, and Alisa Wong is coming. It has joined the High Republic authors. They're doing a middle grade book. Uh, Defy the Storm, Justina Island, and Tessa Granton are joining up again to talk. It's a book about Vern and Avon Staros that's coming in March of 2024. So we got time. Glad to see Avon back. It's been a while. Yes, I love Avon. I mean. Yeah, I love Avon, but I love Vern more. Uh, Temptation of the Force, Tessa Granton writing another adult novel. And Charles Souls is returning for an adult novel in spring 2025. I think this Last is one, one that closes, closes it all off. Trials of the Jedi, he, which is also the name of Phase 3. He said it was the last adult book, but he kind of alluded that it wasn't the last story okay. in, in the initiative. So, Which we'll might be similar to Phase 2, because I think Cataclysm is the last adult book with Path of Darkness being a exactly. YA book. Exactly. Yeah. But he started it all with Light of the Jedi, ends it with the, at least the novel side, with Trials of the Jedi. So very excited for Charles Souls to come back to the, to the book world. Yeah, it's it's been a while since it's been here. So yeah, so we also have George Mann again, Tears of the Nameless, a YA book, Into Fear. the Light from Claudia Gray. You know me, Into the Dark is my favorite Star Wars book of all time at the moment. Ah, oh, this is gonna go right next to it. So Into the Light has me very excited. And then I have, I think those are all the books that they announced. So I think there's one more that I left. I, and of course, all the comics that are going to be in between. Any of those really stand out that you are really excited for? I am darkness. A story about my boy. <laughs> yeah, that first and, one. That's going to be has Elsa and, and Avar. So mm -hmm. we'll see what's going on. Yeah, that first first one is just going to set up everything, and I'm so excited and interested to see why they just said, you know what, we just got to regroup and get and. Just go back to Kuros and figure things out. I'm ex I know we'll get to that, but I'm excited to see how this triggers the events of Acolyte. And I'm excited to see how the Jedi are going to start transitioning into the mm -hmm. prequels. And when they are, are we going to see them start shutting down the outposts all across the galaxy? Like, yeah. That, that has me like the most excited. So I'm very excited for that first one. And then, of course, Trials of the Jedi by Charles Souls and Into the Light by Claudia Gray, the ones that stand up to me. But I'm excited for all of them. I mean, as soon as I start reading them. Um, <laughs> we don't have a lot to wait because it starts this fall. November 14. We have till spring of 2025 to finish this. I'm saying like eight books. 
I know they said wave one, we're talking about the first ones. I don't know where wave one ends and wave two starts. And if there's more books that I haven't got announced or more stories, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Alan Ching, by the way, says that every uh, author mm -hmm. that started adult, young adult, and mid middle grades gets yeah. to, yeah, they, they basically end how they started yeah. the, the initiative. So we'll see. All right. And then for some reason, they called a director, a show producer that's working on a little show called The Acolyte, which that's we talk the, here, Oti, yeah. you're 100% right. These are all new characters. No one's going to show up from the High Republic. Boom, you know what? Look who's here. It's Vanessa Rowe, and she's going to be in The Acolyte. I freaking died. Yes. Um, she doesn't look like the Vanessa that we know. It's been it's through been, something. She's been through <laughs> a lot. It's been a lot of years also. We don't know exactly where that image, at what time that image comes from. years, more or less. I don't know how long Mary Allen's last. Over Does this mean years? that Barry Sophie can be alive like way <laughs> after episode nine? Yeah, she's there with, with Ray. And by the way, yes, Mo. Yes, Live action yes. light whip. Yes, give me that. that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm thinking, and she's played by Rebecca Henderson, which is um, just for her name, Leslie Headland's wife. So, oh, really? Been, I yeah, I think that's what she said. I think she said, I couldn't do this and not cast my wife as. I knew her wife was in the show. I didn't know it was Rebecca Anderson. I'm pretty sure that's her. Okay. I might be wrong. I don't follow this. Is this more than a one-off? I think this is, she'll be there for one episode, maybe to well, kind of set what happened before. I don't see her as a main character in the no, show. No, I, I don't think she's the main character of the show, but she was announced with the when the cast was announced. Um, okay. So I think she has... I think she has, I think she has a role because they announced it here way in sure. advance, rather than have us wait and have that surprise <laughs> cameo. So I'm thinking she's maybe not a main character at all, but maybe a character we see every other episode or something. Okay, I mean I'll take all the Vanessa role I can get. She doesn't have her long black purple hair, head shave, or maybe it's very tight and the picture, which is, again, it's just someone taking a picture of a screen, I don't know how many yeah. meters away. She, but the design she, itself looks look great. She looks like she's been stranded somewhere for 150 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just looking for yeah. Stella and Geos under the ocean, swimming Roberto, okay, Can we quickly talk about Leslie Hetland? Because I, I saw what? the quotes people tweeted out of her, and it was very similar to what she was talking about in mm -hmm. let's go in, in the in the so the live stage. So the, again, every time she speaks, I'm like, give me the show because uh, <laughs> she got emotional talking and mm -hmm. just talking what's how, how much Star Wars means to her, and just saying like, hey, you don't have to like the acolyte. I, I made it for you, but you don't have to like it. Yeah. It's fine. Like what you like. Be respectful and. Uh, that's the kind of people we need in this franchise and mm -hmm. I, i'm so happy to see what she's doing and this is just the beginning of her as a star wars storyteller and i don't know if acolyte's gonna have 10 seasons but i hope it does so we get to yeah. see leslie hetland return to celebrating over and over again i mean i don't have anything Anything more to add, but she's someone which was, was what I was getting at. We talked a little bit about Ray Stevens and Lodge Mickelson, all those people that come into Star Wars because they have this love for Star Wars. And as soon as they get into the family, which they said 20 times, 
it's truth. And they're finally living that dream that they have. And then just as a filmmaker, she's great. And being able to play in the sandbox. And like you keep saying it, and we talk about her, every time she starts talking about the acolyte, we all get more and more and more excited. So I really just hope that this keeps going and going. And again, she got emotional talking about how Star Wars saved her life. And when there was nothing else, she read all the EU books and the prequels. She kept going back to Phantom Menace and Phantom Menace. So very excited talked for a lot her. about Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, and I just want to mention, Albert, the next celebration will be right uh, will be right after High Republic ends. So 2025, Oof. dude. That panel is going to be amazing. And maybe we know by that time if we're getting Acolyte Season 2 or something. But yeah, High Republic panel, just to recap, that's going to be like a two-hour <laughs> panel. You can't do it in one hour. No. And I'm just going to highlight, Michael, I'm about to kick you out. I know you're joking. <laughs> it's just a fire cutting candy for real. Yeah, I know you. I, I saw the, the interview, Alberto, by the way. It was phenomenal. Okay. She, she's... Yeah, right? And she was also on the stage today. She's like our boss coming to see the employees and yeah, yeah okay, addressing all of us. Yeah, yeah she was there for like five friends. minutes today, but it's it's great to see her. Yeah. All she right. She just and... has like the swagger to her. <laughs> all right. So we all love everything they said for the High Republic. And then Oti, they mentioned, and you mentioned it. Tales of the Jedi season two was announced. Feloni mentioned during the Clone Wars 15-year panel. No idea who's coming, what stories they're telling. The people on Twitter were nuts. They're, everyone's really excited for season two. I'll be the downer. I enjoyed uh, first season and didn't love it. <laughs> Are you excited for season two of Tales of the Jedi? I am not an old grump, so yes, I am excited for this. Um, uh, just, you can talk for a few minutes. Yesterday you left. Oh my God, you, you kicked yourself out. Okay. So, um, no, I'm excited for uh, Tales of the Jedi Season 2. It's um, I love the first season, so seeing more. And I love, the thing I like the most about the announcement was what Filoni said. He said he's coming back to tell some stories that he had already written and he wants mm -hmm. to tell. But he's also going to use it as a vehicle to prop other creators up and have yeah. them come in and tell their stories and hopefully continue that legacy. And this is what Star Wars is. Learning, taking what you learn, <laughs> passing it to the next generation, and have them become the masters. <laughs> All right, so it's gonna be interesting to see which stories get told. Right. All right, so that kind of wraps it up for day two of celebration. Uh, there was the 40th anniversary panel for Return of the Jedi. Um, everyone was there. Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill couldn't make it, but they sent some video messages. And they're just talking about the whole production. I saw about three quarters of it. So okay, no, it, it was fun. It was Book of Boba Fett heavy at the beginning. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and I really liked the stream today. The panels that they showed were really mm -hmm. fun. Even the ones of the creatures of the cantina. I was kind of starting. I'll, I'll do the dishes while this plays, <laughs> and ended up just like sitting through it because it was very very fun. <laughs> yeah, I saw you and Roberto actually tweeting about it. I didn't get a chance to watch it just quickly they basically took two people in the audiences and they turned one into a creature in star wars they dressed them up and the other one they taught him how to control the oh the animatronic the electronic puppet and it, it was very very fun. oh wow they even did like a skit a whole uh, like a scene it was very fun. <laughs> all right so tomorrow i think 
it's the Kenobi panel. There was supposedly an interview with Kathleen Kennedy that said, we're not in active development, but we'll keep it open because we know that you want us to come back. Liar. I, do you think any chance of a big surprise tomorrow? I, I mean, I'll stay hopeful. Uh, that's mm -hmm. like my wild card pick. Bill and yeah. said. <laughs> if I'm a betting man, no, they're not going to announce it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see. I think that's the only kind of big panel happening tomorrow. There's a lot. Like a we mentioned before, a lot. Isn't Bad Batch tomorrow? Bad Batch might have one. Okay. And we can see if we get an announcement for season three, which is just kind of a given right now, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. We got to move on because we have something else to talk about today. And of course, it's Star Wars on TV. Star Wars on TV. OT, Star Wars on TV. No bad batch, but it's the Mandalorian season three, episode six, Guns for Hire. I even saw people complaining, oh, they didn't follow the naming of doing the blank, the blank. And our friend Norhouse was in the chat when he, well, they've been doing this in season one and season two. So Thanks, just show you, shut up. A lot of talk about this episode, Oti. And we'll get into it, but did you enjoy this episode? Were you thrown off? Did you care? It's Star Wars. Let's have fun. I love this episode, Alberto. Was <laughs> I? Th did it throw me off? Yeah, a hundred percent. Did it take me out of it? A hundred percent. But I love this episode. A hundred percent. Again, it, I, I feel like Mandalorian is. Um, uh, I don't know how to say it in English. Um, basically, doing all the whimsical things that mm -hmm. Andor didn't do. They're like. Yeah. <laughs> meeting that quota of, of whimsy mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because yeah. this was a very very silly episode i i it, it was a ball of sheaves <laughs> and even thinking alberto i feel like this episode came out like a year ago like it, it's, so it's been much has happened in, in mm -hmm. between it's been like four days <laughs> yeah it's just it's still we're closer to it than to the next one Yes, Mo. This was a fever. <laughs> Precise. It that you was. Took the I words think. Out of my mouth. A I think fever. it didn't. It didn't happen. We all took edibles or something. Um. This uh, I, is. I, I was high on Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Jack Black in a minute. And what we talked about, we're setting setting it up for cameos. This was. If this was episode two, or episode three of the season, no one would care. I know people are caring because we're coming to the end. So it's like, why are they doing this episode now? So the I understand the placement is a little weird. And I complain, not complain, but one of my issues with the big episode, the Andor Field, the Coruscant one, was this the middle part doesn't feel like the Mandalorian. The end caps do feel like the Mandalorian. The middle part is too serious. This is that same theme, but completely opposite. It's too silly, right? It fits a little bit more in Mando world. The end caps were great. That's the story we're following. This middle part didn't fit. I just had a ball with it. Was it my favorite? No. Did I have fun? A hundred percent. That's the thing. I love the episode. I wouldn't rank it nowhere near <laughs> my favorite Mandalorian episodes. It would probably be close to the bottom, actually. Mm -hmm. But I loved it. I, I had a ton of fun. Ever since the episode started, I was literally like, what, what is 
<laughs> happening? Like, what is yeah, this? Yeah, a, a quarant first in her tank. I mean, is, is she a captain? I, is she a prisoner? Is she just in the aquarium? What, and then, uh, yeah, the, the, the tank that fish was here, like, which was fuck, it was awesome. And then, no, no, it was cool. forbidden romance with the Mon Calamari. Yeah, I love it. It was an awesome shot when we see the ship and we see all the Mandalorians from behind. Yeah. Like, ooh. Mm -hmm. um, but what a wild episode. Uh, Bryce says, Howard, God bless you. Like, so many tones going into this one. Yeah, because it starts very, a little bit dark. In it's terms... just pretty standard. Uh, yeah. Oh. It felt a lot like Star Trek, I would say, that those first five minutes felt more like Star Trek than Star Wars. Sure. But I love seeing the Quarren just speaking their alien language. Oh, we got to go back to Trask. Then the Empire. I didn't know the Empire was here. We got to pay these warlords just for protection. And I, then we... I love how they first go, can we fight them? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay, then let me. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's oh, sorry, sorry. Basic is not my first language. I didn't mean to offend you. No, no, no. We just got to take the... The, the prince or whoever it was back to I'm leaving this up there. Yeah, just leave it there for a little bit. Norhal, guess what's happening behind that book? Don't show it. We'll get blocked. <laughs> no, out I, can't, of... I can't show it, but <laughs> guess what's happening behind that book? <laughs> um but anyway, we talked about this last week. Where's the other Mandalorians that left Boca Tan? I've been saying that this is coming to a head. They're gonna there's gonna have a clash of new kind of where everyone heads at and we got a little bit about that at the end but very interesting to see now the axe wolf which we didn't get a lot with in season two he wasn't there at the end we had <clears throat> the other mandalorian sorry i have her name here don uh Cosca reeves but now axe wolf is their leader Are you surprised that he's leading this group of hey I honestly thought he had left the show because he, I remember they asked the actor why wasn't he wasn't in the finale and he said something like, oh, I don't think I can talk about that. And I kind of thought he was fired or something. Yeah. But no, cool to see him. Um, I'll, I'll have to get that action figure. Yeah. All right. So Roberto is saying that the silly things work for him, but not so much the Mando stuff is interesting. And then Alan wrong, is saying, okay. don't say this. Ready to rebel on X-ray. Again, if we do uh, after dark, then we'll do. Right, well, let's just get into it, Altis. This middle part. They're in Plaxir 15. We gotta do this, we gotta do that. Our, my ship has been taken over. Those open. Oh, Mandalorians. I hope you like secretions. Take a sip, sip. And it's Jack Black and Liso. And then everyone had a connection because it's what very colorful. <laughs> uh, so we effectively effectively have Lord Jack Black and Lady yeah. Lizzo, which I love. I know they have names. The Duchess. Those are the names. <laughs> and Captain so Bombardier. Bombardier and Lizzo as the Duchess, which yeah. when Bo-Katan said the Duchess, I'm like, oh, but your sister, she's right there, the Duchess of Team. But anyway, so we talked yesterday a little bit about cameos and being taken out. And you said you had an example. I think we talked about who would you like to see in one of these Star Wars movies. And you said, kind of came back to this. Listen, if they want to do a Jack Black and Lizzo spinoff, I'll be all on board. <laughs> if they want to do a comic a book, I'll be all on board. But I think we can all agree here it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's why it. I, I was okay with it. Because they're literally just showing up for this episode. We'll mm -hmm. probably never see them again. 
if they show back up, cool, awesome. <laughs> but they're not. It's not like Jack Black is now the character we're following. If they honestly, if they did like a Jack Black show, I'd be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. He might show up in animation. Oh, that that'd be fine. Yeah, he he'd be like a great alien or mm -hmm. side character thing. <laughs> So what I mentioned yesterday, so okay, I have an example of when something oh. takes me out. Yeah, go ahead. By the way, uh, Norhal mentoring it reminded her of the <laughs> banquet scene in Empire Strikes Back, and I agree, and that kept me in tension throughout the yeah that sequence. Okay, interesting. So I said, so even though I was obviously kind of thrown when I saw Jack Black, it's like, oh, where's Jack Black doing here, doing his Jack Black stuff for the first 15 seconds? Yeah, he had a great beard. But then he dropped that. And even though I knew it was Jack Black on the, all that hair and costume, I was able to follow this story, no problem. I got over it. Lisa, for what she did, she did good. She did great, didn't have a problem with her character. But I, I, I saw people being like, I just didn't like her acting. What the hell? She's literally just there. Yeah, she didn't ball, do it. Like, yeah, like she Grogu. was fine. She did great, actually. For the character she was playing, she did great. But for me, I was fine with Jack Black there the whole the whole scenes, apart from the first 15 okay. seconds where like, okay, I know where I'm at now. And I said, I'll tell you tomorrow, which is today, characters that if he shows up and it's Patton Oswald, which we all love, oh. is another geek nerd out there. But when he shows up in something, Eternals, which is one of my favorite MCU movies, when he shows up at the end in the post-credit scene as Pip, I just that's Patanos, so I can't shake it. Um, the Sandman, which is a show that I loved on Netflix, I tweeted out he shows so he has he does the voice for the crow. As soon as he starts speaking, that's Patanos. And I can't it takes me out, I takes me like five episodes to get back into okay, I, I can go get through it now. So even though I know that The Mandalorian does a lot of cameos and a lot of people were thrown off with Jack Black, I was fine with it. If Patton Oswalt shows up and he does his stick, uh, that's going to go, okay, this is too much for me. But Jack yeah. Black, maybe I like him more, and I didn't have an issue with him. No, I, I don't hate Jack Black or anything. I've always made fun of him, but um, it's, it's fine. Again, it took me out of it, but I wasn't angry. Like, oh, yeah. what are they doing? <laughs> um, right, but... No, I was just going to say as we try to move along a little bit so we're not here for another half hour. Um, so we get thrust into a very interesting kind of noir detective Back story. Clones-esque Yeah, it's something is happening with the clones. I reprogrammed them myself, and I should say Bombardier, which is an ex-imperial, went through the amnesty program, finished it, and then got, okay, you can go to this planet, you can take care of it or be in charge. Democratic, democratically elected, but you can't have a navy, you can't have any armed guards or anything. So the Republic is still kind of controlling, even though it's a separate planet. It's not tied to the New Republic, but you can have an army. I actually like all that world building. At first, I was a little bit confused. Like, why can't you have the Mandalorians mm -hmm. out there, but they can't come into the city? Yeah. And th then uh, Tony explained it to me. I was like, okay, that, that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, but I, I like all, all that lore thing of exploring yeah. how the new republic is working and it, it was interesting for sure and we have before Din Djarin starts kicking battle droids <laughs> to see which one is the defective one probably all of them after they get kicked 20 times we got Doug Brown show up 
behind this big desk controlling everything. The dog's alive! Yeah. Um, everyone's been kind of speculating what character was going to play in Piro, whatever, because he got announced pretty early on. A long time ago. You enjoy his character. That then we'll just jump to the end as we're just kind of talking. His ex I mean, Separatist mentions Count Dooku, which I love. No love for the Empire. No love for the Republic. No love for the New Republic. He yeah. hates everything. <laughs> he's the kind of he's like Count Dooku. He doesn't believe in anything. He believes mm -hmm. in power and controlling power. And he's the kind of person that's saying like. This society is screwed, and everyone, like Roberto, mm. everyone say, like, "Why is it screwed?" Oh, you'll see. I'll <laughs> and he's like yeah. screwing up the society. Like, dude, come on, just mm -hmm. chill. Uh, but I love that monologue. I love how it's cut short. Um, and yeah, no, the the whole he's like that the guy who wears a Che Guevara shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Count Dooku was a visionary. I do that shirt. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Um. But I love then when they go to oh first oh you gotta go to the basically the, to the basement and talk to the I forgot the name of the species out there I have spoken go talk to them the Ognots the Ognots and then all of Quill's teachings come back and to help Dinjarin love that all of them say I have spoken where they're so, done with it that was such a weird scene also like, I have spoken. it was very weird. But anyway, they go to the battle droids, which is, I love seeing battle droids. I don't know why they still have battle droids 20 years, 40 years after the end of the... They're there. The, I don't know why they're there. Well, anyway, he just starts uh, kicking droids. No, eventually, they, they do mention them. this. They do mention this. The droids mention that any other place they would have thrown them away and dismantled them for pieces, but here they gave them a ch second chance. Probably don't get battle. Oh, come on, Alberto. we can't get grumpy about everything. <laughs> no, I love them. I <laughs> love seeing B ones in live right. action. The, the their voice is great, still works. And I know it's it's a TV show, they gotta get it working. There's like a hundred B2 battle droids, and the third one that he kicks is the one that's yeah. damaged. And he moves pretty fast. I thought B2 battle droids, those super battle yeah. droids were a little bit yeah. slower. It's running away. Yeah. Oh my god! Did you enjoy all that scene, which then led to going to this? Yeah, the CSI. Like... They found the nanobots and the writing. I love the torture droid, which was white. Can't wait to get that as a black series or whatever, and then just go crazy. And of yeah. course, that leads to the droid bar. Yeah, no, I, I love the endurance. Basically, like guy that's you know teasing you and then being like, "Why are you upset, man? What's yeah. happening, bro?" So I, I did like that. I love that. Yeah, the whole CSI even with the, yeah. the police line. Uh, <laughs> that that was a lot of fun. It, it, the noir thing, they it, mm -hmm. basically finding the the, the matchbox. Yeah, um, that, that was also cool. Yeah, I think if this episode didn't have all the colorful things at the beginning, people would be more into it because all the noir stuff was great. All this that detective story was great, and then it just leads them back. Oh, I should we, let's talk real quick about the droid bar because we saw that in the trailer. I love that scene. I love oh, my yeah. aliens. I love all the different droids. They give him a little look like we don't serve your kind that he mentions. Oh, I don't think they serve our, a lot of our kind. Yeah. But then that droid saying, we all want this to stop because like you mentioned, then we're going to get shot down and replaced by humans. I but love that. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a longer lifespan. We can keep working. We just want to be here, which is what you mentioned at the beginning, the new Republic. Republic was going to get rid of those battle droids. 
these are just regular working drugs that are suffering. That's why I just L3, where are you L3? Droid Rebellion and Droid Rights. So uh, we'll be happy here. So yeah. happy. So again, even though that beginning and everything in Plaxir 15 inside their those domes, which again, when that trailer came out, they went, oh, oh the dome series. Calabar, <laughs> everything's fixed. Now this is a new planet, very different. But it all leads to the end, which I'll say was a little bit quick, how everything got resolved, but we're getting to the end, it, so we got to move it. It was a weird bookend. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with it, whatever. Right. So I love the fight. We knew it was going to come to it. Um, Koska Reeves, or I should say Axe versus Bo-Katan, kicks his butt. I love seeing Mandalorians fighting apart from the engine because they use all their armor they use the jetpacks and everything which the engine forgets sometimes to even carry do you think that dinjarin and bokatan were gonna fight at the end where he starts saying no i'm not no, i'm not gonna no. give it to her no 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 i, I don't think so i, I ne never thought that was gonna be a possibility okay should bokatan know a little bit more lore about the dog saber when he's like, yeah, well, I got defeated. I got captured. And then she beat the other guy. So this belongs to her. And she's like, oh, that's right. Were you surprised that they went this route? Let's forget about my first, qu first I, question. Is this the route for her to get the dark saber? It was a little bit weird for me, but I'm not going to lie. When I saw that the second episode, I thought that same thing. Like, well, technically, she <laughs> did defeat the guy that defeated him. Yeah. But they never made anything of it, so I thought like, okay, maybe I'm just like reaching. And mm -hmm. I kind of think the Mandalorians there were like, also like, <laughs> okay, um... sure, uh, yeah, sure, let's give it a try. Like, <laughs> I think that counts. To, are we yeah. okay with that yet? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, that counts. We've gone through so too much. Let's just let's yeah. keep it. Um, so same thing. I like ah, it's a little bit uh, not weird. What's the word? I forget the word I want to use. Was a little bit convenient. That it yeah. happened this way, especially at that point. Why didn't he say this before? Anyway, it really doesn't matter. Eventually, she was going to get it. It, it, it would but, have been better if, after that second episode. Uh, they threw in a line, maybe him giving her the lightsaber. Oh, it's yeah. yours and being like, oh, that doesn't count or something yeah. like that. But then yeah. on an interview that Katie Sackhoff did either yesterday or today, because the episode ends, she turns on the dark saber. And it's not the, the rebel pose with her rising it up. It's down here. And I thought it was going to end up with that, you know, liberty, style of liberty pose. But she mentioned in that interview that her mindset is not there at this moment. Apart that she also told that her armor doesn't let her raise her, her shoulders <laughs> too much. But she said that it was more powerful to keep it down here at her side because she's not a mindset right now to be the leader of Mandalore. So that made I, sense. I said, okay, I love that. And I love that she knows that for her character, that's where she's at we talked about this she's going through a crisis of faith that's yeah. not something that's gonna go away just because then handed over the blade like it's yeah. it's a process yeah all right Oti, as we close this off we have two more episodes i know some people out there were able to see episode seven mm. no spoilers I, I know someone told me that they saw a spoiler hopefully we can still wait for more days i've not seen anything thankfully. but me neither i just seen people are loving it and some people call it one of top three episodes of the series I've so far seen so we'll see people i've seen people who criticize this season for not going anywhere for not building <laughs> to anything and all of a sudden 
this episode sets the groundwork. Everything gets um, okay. I see you. Be patient, people. <laughs> Haven't we said this is like episode three? I mean, every time we talked about and, go, go, just go. Just to address what you mentioned that people oh, two episodes and it's not going anywhere. Mm. They made the show ahead of time, they know how it's structured. They know it's yeah. not like they're making it. They went back. Oh, oh, oh my they god, went... we, ra we, we ran out of time. We don't know what to come on, people. Dude, come it's on. the volume. Last week, they heard the complaints and went back to the volume, reshot everything, kicked uh, everyone out. The See, I'm not the only old grumpy guy here. Ooh. But again, it's very similar to the other two seasons in the way it's been structured. So in that sense, and again, I'll say again, I'm a hypocrite because I criticized the Bad Batch for the same thing that I'm defending Mando here. All right, what's in the chat as we say N goodbye? Norhal is laser focused on the scenes. It's also the fact <laughs> that she holds it on the, with her left hand this time, and the shot focuses on her, and then at the right, her right side. Norhal, uh, God bless you, and noticing all these things. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, ha black lightsaber. You know, uh, should, should we? I'm gonna throw this out there, and you can say no. Should we have not you, but the person I'm gonna mention? Should we invite Norhal next week to talk about Mando season I, se episode I, I, seven? I love talking to Norhal about Star Wars. So right. if she wants to Norhal, know. if you wanna let us know in the chat or later, I'll DM you. If you wanna come here next week, we'll talk about episodes next weekend. Yeah, next week. Um, and, and she also said before you oh. go, she said the important part here in that sense that she's not really invested anymore in the dark saber. She now cares more about her people. That's True. why we have. True. I love the chat. I always say the chat always gets me straight. Just say no. Sorry, I took off your what you were. Yeah. No, I just wanted to mention that I agree with what she's saying, that people have short memory, the same criticisms with season one and season two. And I've mentioned yeah. this. Uh, she's I've in. Been... She'll be here next week. Uh, awesome. I was upset when season one was coming out. And then with season two, I saw the same problems. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, let me wait. And it paid off. And <laughs> you're the same thing. I'm just on board for the ride. Yeah. All right. So next week, chapter 23, episode seven of season three. And we'll have our friend Norhal over here as we talk. Well, you imagine Norhal being here, and this is the episode that Din Jari and Bo-Katan kiss. This we will be the this will <laughs> this be the <laughs> All right. Um, oh, oh. Buck is here. Late Buck. as always. <laughs> what are you doing, Buck? We're leaving, but thanks, Buck. Just hit that like button since you're here. All right, but no, Buck. Thanks for joining us. Make sure just to watching the the replay. Yeah, I know. It's you imagine they're just kissing next week. Yeah. All right, maybe Buck was there. He just wasn't in the chat. All right, Oti, <laughs> it was great today and yesterday. We got a lot of Star Wars reveals. I said it yesterday that it was one of my favorite celebrations. Every everything that got revealed today was good for all the High Republic stuff. We still have Bad Bass season two and the Kenobi uh, panels tomorrow. A lot of our friends that have um, podcasts will have their podcast tomorrow also with that celebration. So a lot of love is going to come out. And then, of course, Monday, very excited to see what they announce for 2025. But very quick, what are you looking Japan. for for the next two days? And then we'll say goodbye. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I kind of lost you for a second. What did you say? Uh, sorry, I put out the wrong music. No, just with the last two days of celebration, what are you looking forward to or hoping the last two days, apart from hopefully I can always see some two uh, announcements? 
we're, we're getting game news tomorrow. Uh, okay. Alex teased that someone from EA told them to pay attention to the stream at noon. So we'll see what happens. So uh, I, I'm hoping more than Kenobi and Bad Batch, I'm hoping they announce new games because that's the area where Lucasfilm, I feel, is lacking. So excited for more Survivor, but hopefully we yes. get something else. And Blackout Star Wars Eclipse. Please don't mention that. Yep. Piss off. All right. Yes, exactly. Okay, Oti, people can follow you down there at Epic Star Wars everywhere. And you know where to follow us at Radio Rebel Pod. We'll be back Literally. next week with our friend Noah Howe, who just confirmed she'll be here. And it'll be great to go Mandalorian. And anything else that happened in celebration in the next two days, we'll cover it next week. But thank you guys around in the chat. Love having you here as always. And a big thanks I went to Amy Guerra for <laughs> being two hours sleep and being here cross country. I'll tease you next week. Stay safe. Be safe. May the force be with you. Bye.